That gives me the... Okay, I am not sure what happened there at the front end, but a lot of stuff has been going on lately. I apologize for all of it. Anyway, welcome to the Cajun Libertarian Live. I am your host, the Cajun Libertarian. If there's any issues, please let me know because there are issues on my end, but that's okay as long as it's good on your end. So tonight on the TCL Live, the Cajun Libertarian Live, we'll talk about an asteroid that may demolish life on Earth as we know it. No, but it's fun to talk about for a couple of minutes. Uh, the bomb squad in Oxford, Mississippi, where I work at all the time. Yeah, they uh, had to respond after a live grenade was accidentally brought into the police department. I have so many questions. Um, more censorship is headed our, is headed our way. We all know that tyrants are doubling down on bad science as expected. A media blunder for the ages. I'm sure y'all all know what that is. But we're going to go over it for just a couple of seconds. And uh, what tyrannical progressives are doing to put parents on alphabet watch lists. Next on the Cajun Libertarian Live. All right. Again, sorry if that is messing up on your end. It is on mine. Um, I don't know. I'll fix it. So, so good to see you as well. Thank you very much, uh, Bob. Yeah, we're, we're working on that ASAP. I promise you. Um, Janice again, Spike ended early with Larry Sharp. Yeah, I watched the uh, the back end of that. Absolutely great. Uh, Michelle, thank you. Live looks and sounds great. Fantastic. I don't know what was going on with the <clears throat> videos. Anyway, they were bad on my end. So it caught me off surprise to be right there back on camera. So anyway, um, sweet. There's my mom. Gotcha. Perfect. All right. So we have a lot to get into tonight. Um, a little bit more than always, so I'll try to keep everything as brief as possible and getting right to the point without um, yammering too much and, and ranting too much, but, you know, we'll see how it goes. So, obviously, we all know that we are entering very dark times. Buying and selling a home may get exponentially more difficult very soon. Here's how you can help make that process easier. Laura Province, K2 Realty. Your home is your sanctuary. As a second-generation real estate agent, Laura Province knows the importance of helping her clients navigate through the home buying and or selling process. Whether you're buying your first home, a second investment property, or seeking that dream retirement residence, you will have a seamless experience with K2 Realty. So check her out, please. She is in South Louisiana. I'm sure she can help out in Mississippi and Texas as well. All right. Let's 
Get off into it. Yes, we have the Nards. Absolutely, we do. So yesterday, a whistleblower, whistleblower for Facebook testified to Congress about the global social media company, right? First of all, she is not a whistleblower. No, not at all. Okay. Matt and Spike dove off into this last night on Muddied Waters Media. So if you um, don't subscribe there, subscribe there and follow them on all of their social media accounts, please. Um, last night they dove off into it. Uh, she's not a whistleblower. Whistleblowers tell secrets about companies that they work for or in industries that we're deeply involved in. She didn't say anything we didn't know. Instagram is bad for teenage girls. Well, no freaking duh. So don't give your child an Instagram account. That's easy. That has nothing to do with Facebook or Instagram. That's the, this is the same old nonsense that they always do. They use the fear, especially nowadays when they're trying to, uh, all of it is, is your kids, right? Our kids. Fear porn through the kids. Anyway, don't let your child have Instagram. They're just going to push new regulation and new law and new authoritarianism on the backs of safety. Once again, it's just always that. It's this fear. Let me tell you what you should be afraid of. Now give me the power to take care of it. That's just the easiest translation. All right. So moving on. What she is is just another progressive authoritarian. That's my words. That's not money watching me. That's me. I'm just saying. It's just, that's what they are. That's why they're not liberals anymore. Because liberals believe in liberty. They're not liberals. They're progressive authoritarians, that far, far left that we have. Labels suck anyway. So, whistleblowers don't advocate for more government abuse of power. Why? Because usually what they're doing is illegal. Or usually what they're doing is they're putting themselves in a bad spot. And they don't want more of the authoritarian nature that... They're almost always fighting against. That's why they're whistleblowers. She's not. She's just a, a, a an authoritarian advocate against free speech. Anyway, that that that's easy. We can dive off into that really quick. Um, so she's working with the DNC, and then the last time I heard, she was she had already donated like over thirty times to Democrats and progressives. And then uh, the Daily Wire is reporting that, oh, oh, she donated to AOC. Daily Wire is reporting that she worked hand-in-hand -hand with the Obama staff just for this hearing and people of the Democrat Party just for this hearing right here. So it's not it's not even close to, to fair. It's not even close to bias. There's nothing whistleblowing about this. She's obviously pushing a narrative that we all know is true. I don't want to jump the gun here, though, so don't let me jump ahead. All right. It's no secret that the left wants to silence dissenting opinions, especially the libertarian and independent community. Uh, these, this is me, by the way. Back to me. I just uh, said the one stat from the that I heard from the Daily Wire. I quoted the Daily Wire so that if I'm wrong, you know where to find out where the error was. 
Anyway, back to me, especially the libertarian and independent community, even though Republicans are claiming they're the target, which is true-ish, ish, on a small scale. Small scale, small scale. This is like that meme, right? With uh, what's his name from uh, Pineapple Express, James Franco, right? First time. Oh, come on. So, um, so yeah, uh, they are targeting conservatives. They are targeting Republicans. That's true. But th this is this is new. What we've been dealing with for a long time, far worse. So, anyway, even. Though Republicans are claiming they're the target, which is true-ish, we have the receipts that Republicrats, Repubs, and Dems, Republicans and Democrats, for those that may not know the vernacular, colluding court to keep the world's or at least the country's third largest party and other dependents off the ballot. This is a fact. So don't talk. Don't I don't want to hear you whine about censorship because y'all are a part of this. Yes, James Franco. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. Need to look into it. So, Francis lost friends because of Facebook. No, she lost friends because of whom she is. Yeah, Francis. By the way, if you didn't know, we're abandoning the Karen term and we are completely transitioning into okay, Francis. If you didn't know, Spike and Matt last night, Muddy Waters Media. Moving on. So, like I said, Republicans and Democrats collude in court all the time. When I talked to Whitney Bilyeu, who's now the chair of the Libertarian Party, uh, she said when she first got to be the Texas state chair, they, they felt they had to go through multiple lawsuits from Republicans and Democrats that were trying to keep us off the ballot. So I don't, I don't hear about that. That's real censorship. Social media is too. It is. But they're just now uh, really feeling the first effects of it. We've been dealing with this for a long time. All right. So they've been colluding in court to keep us off the ballots. Like states like Tennessee, where Republicans, Republicans need 25 Republicans and Democrats, Republicans, they need 25 signatures to get on the ballot. However, Libertarians need 56,000 to get on the ballot in the state of Tennessee. That's real discrimination. That, that's real censorship. So, however, I digress. What's about to happen is more First Amendment violations, and they're coming. They, they have been. They've been inching incrementally closer to to more violation of our free speech. So, I hope I'm not jumping ahead on my notes here, but we, we have to get past this notion of Facebook and big tech. They're private companies. They sit in Senate and Congress all the time, all the time. And this is about to get worse. They're about to literally, she was advocating to pull in government regulations over big tech, specifically Facebook. That's a violation of free speech when you bust it down to the nuts and bolts. It is. And it has been because these sort of things don't just happen overnight. Tyranny, communism, uh, dictatorial regimes, they don't happen overnight. It's incrementally. And they've been doing this a long time. More First Amendment violations. It's going to get worse. going to get way worse under the guise of safety. Of course. This, will, this, will, this won't stop with Facebook, by the way. 
it won't stop with Facebook. So abandoning the app with some delusional righteous indignation of, well, I'm just going to leave Facebook and we're going to show them that that's not how this is going to work. No, we need to show them by being a voice about it in there. I know that sounds bad, like trying to fix the system from within. But the fact is, is that we need all the loud voices in mass on those apps, letting them know we are going to be heard or we're all going to leave. We need to put it out there in mass. This is not the time to have um, some holier than thou. And if you look, I, I'm not saying everybody that leaves Facebook for that, that that's their attitude. Not at all. There's a lot of people that have absolute validation for leaving. I'm just saying for those uh, select, there's a very tiny few people I've heard, like, I'm just going to leave and show them we can't do that right now. This is, that's, this is not the time for that. Um, we need to, we need to be loud. And so we need to be bolder and louder while also being careful about the vernacular that we use, sticking our heads in the sand like ostriches only hurts our comrades, <laughs> comrades that are trying to reach the millions and billions of people that use the app. For example, between Muddy Waters Media, Spike Eskimo, and myself, we have nearly 200,000 followers and reach millions of people a month. We need to magnify all of the Liberty Voices in the best way possible until we are wiped from the app and quite possibly all of social media. So don't give up. Fight. Fight safe and play the game. We cannot win the game if we're not on the field. Take it or leave it. That's just a thought. Right. On to our segments. Take it or leave. That's just a thought. Changed the name of the show and just made it a segment. So on to our segments. Speaking of censorship, uh, most of you know that I have been fighting very, very much with Facebook. So please go follow that page right there. That's me. That's my real name. Go follow that right there, and we can keep in touch if the Cajun Libertarian brand gets nuked. I'm also going to start shifting content over to the page, or I'm sorry, over to the website. So hopefully here within the next six months or so, we'll have blogs over there, a weekly personal blog, all of the interviews, or I'm sorry, all of the, the podcasts, all of that. And then don't forget about Anchor FM, where you can also leave a call-in moment. I do not vet them, so please show discretion. Anchor.fm slash Cajun Libertarian. I have no call-ins last time I checked, so if you want to call in, be quick about it. All right, moving on. So, also, give us a call. If you're in Mississippi, anywhere, or South Alabama, or South Louisiana, call my company. That's me right there. 1-800-417-6013 for all your pest needs and inspections and anything you need. Let me know. We need your help. All right. So I want to lead off our uh, tonight's show. Or I guess I kind of already let it off, but I want to kick start it off with the new segment that I introduced last week called All the feels all of them all of the feels and this segment is sponsored by alex flores sponsored for free because that's what 
this segment is about. Alex Flores is the owner and creator of Greasy Porcupines. I will talk about that a little bit more right after we get done with the segment. So, all the feels. It's going to be a weird one, right? Um, Over the weekend, at a NASCAR event, a young man won the championship. And there was a very prominent chant going on saying, let's go, Brandon. Let's listen to it. And we can't hear it. One second. My bad. Of course. Always. I didn't have many tech troubles till I joined uh, Muddy Butters Media, and here they are. Thank you to all of our partners. Oh, my God, it's just such an unbelievable moment. Brandon, you also told me, as you can hear the chants from the, the crowd, let's go, Brandon. Brandon, you told me you were going to kind of hang back those first two stages and just watch and learn. What did you learn that helped you there in those closing laps? Oh, my God, it was... Uh... Learning how each line didn't uh, stay to one and everything shifted top to bottom so much. I like to listen to that whole clip, even though we get the point well into it, because that just makes me happy. I'm not saying that's the right thing to do, y'all. I'm just saying that gives me all the feels, even though it's a bunch of drunk rednecks or primarily drunk rednecks at a NASCAR event. I just love that audio clip. And I wish we had audio clips of pretty much every single president of anybody ever saying that. So, Mobile Auto Repair Service, Greasy Porcupines, a sponsor of our segment, All the Fields, Road Service, Tune Ups, Maintenance, Service and Repair, Affordable Pricing, Excellent Customer Service, Quality Workmanship coming soon to a neighborhood near you. He's all throughout the state of Arizona right now and will be expanding nationwide. Alex Flores, go check him out. He will charge you what you can afford. And that gives me all the feels. Pay what you can, comrades. Thank you, Melinda. That is absolutely what happened. People wonder why we don't trust the media. That's why everybody can hear what was going on. Don't run cover. Just say, can't repeat what's going on in the background. So congratulations, sir. I do kind of feel bad for the young man that just won the uh, the NASCAR event or the, the I think it was a NASCAR event. And, you know, and he's just trying to, um, to have a good time and celebrate. Still funny, right? Still worth, uh, still worth going into because yeah, that that's hilarious. And it did give me, all of the feels. So I had to uh, play it. I know it's like a week old, but still, it's so freaking funny. All right. Who else gives me all the feels? Joel gets most important question of the day. Joel gets for mayor of East Stroudsburg. What East Stroudsburg needs. Joel gets. Joel gets most important question of the day, which has been for going on a month now. Do you like turkey bacon? The answer is no. And it should be for everybody. 
right? So let's move on and let's do it quickly. If you didn't hear, NASA is tracking a giant asteroid heading for Earth's orbit. The comet Bernardelli, Bernardinelli Bernstein, depicted in this illustration, is estimated to be about 1,000 times more massive than a typical comet. And that is Bennu. That's the asteroid that they're reporting on. We're going to move through this quick, but it, this kind of stuff is just absolutely incredible to me. I love this. That's so cool right there. All right. So an asteroid up to three times the size of the Statue of Liberty is traveling at more than 20,000 miles per hour and will make its approach into Earth's orbit in weeks. This report is about a month old. Uh, when I looked at it, it's like right at the beginning of September, right at the end of August is what I'm stealing it from. And they'll get into that in a second. Earlier this month, I switched gears on another uh, report. Earlier this month, NASA released the findings from a study that said the asteroid bin you could smash into Earth between now and the year 2300. So start Xing off your calendar, right? This asteroid has been on NASA's radar since 1999 and has been deemed potentially hazardous to human life. Although Bennu is one of the most one of the two most dangerous asteroids in the solar system, scientists believe that there's only a 1 in 20 2700% chance of it colliding with Earth. Researchers were able to rule out some impact scenarios between the overall probability for impact on September 24th 2182 if it were to occur. So long time from now, even if it were possible. We'll see what uh what happens. We need live memes, right? Absolutely. Oh, thanks, John. Absolutely. Turkey bacon is in that violation. Mr. Just Because, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> How long? <laughs> oh, probably tonight. We'll see what happens. That's funny. How am I looking baby face? I changed cameras. Somebody said my cameras were bad. Well, they didn't say it was they said Monday night when I did it from the cell phone. It was a lot better, so... I switched cameras and had to change the whole concept of it, but I think it's working a little bit better. Giant Meteor 2024. Asteroid is going to kill us. It's possible. There's a lot of things that are possible that are going to kill you that probably won't. So, but you don't need to wait till 2182 or 2300 to uh to wait that long to debate freely on the internet hey noel or cajun whichever you prefer how can we do this i'm so glad that you asked you can right now download vid debate video debate on either platform google or apple vid debate is an app designed to give users the ability to use their god-given right of free, free speech to post up to three minutes videos of the topic of the day. Every day, Vid Debate will post a question in the hopes to draw strong opinions from all sides of a range of topics from pop culture to politics. Check it out, Vid Debate. So, moving on. I travel to this city all the time, all right? Uh, Oxford, I work up there. There's two apartment complexes that I, okay, it looks like I do have some anchor call-in moments. I have a 
carved out segment for that. Um, so I will get to your angry call in a moment. If you don't know, now you know. You know, anchor.fm, the Cajun Libertarian. Leave me a call in moment. All right. So my, well, it's not my time. It's about two and a half hours away, but I go there all the time, two or three times a month, Oxford. <laughs> this is, this story is kind of funny to me. It, it kind of could be all the feels as well. Uh, no, it's just ridiculous. Anyway, bomb squad rep- responds after live grenade accidentally brought to police department. How does that happen? How do you accidentally bring a live grenade or any grenade? At all. I don't know the answer to that question. But we're going to find out right now. According to investigation, an individual brought what they thought was an inert grenade to the police station. So they they thought it was an, you know, a disabled grenade, incapable grenade, whatever funny you want to make there. Still, why would you bring a grenade? I guess some people just really are that innocent. I don't know. I would never in my life bring any grenade around a police officer ever. Never in my life would that ever happen. I can promise you. I would bury it in the Sahara Desert before I brought a grenade around a police officer. I don't understand people. According to investigators, an individual brought what they thought was an inert grenade to the police station. And your boys, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, the ATF, was called to assess and determine the grenade was possibly live. Possibly live. Again, if you don't know what to do with a grenade, don't pick it up and bring it to the cops. Leave it alone. And if you're that concerned, call them and let them come get it far away from you. <laughs> right? I, 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 I can't understand the logic behind any of this story. And it's right in my backyard. It's just hilarious to me. On all fronts, there's no there's no possible scenario where I'm going to find a grenade and decide that I'm going to approach law enforcement with that grenade. Never. The absolute scenario for me is that even if I think that it might be dead, I'm still keeping the grenade and maybe I can bring it back to life. And if it's already alive, hallelujah, I've got a grenade. Why would I give it to somebody? Oh, man. Anyway, I just, yeah, I have so many questions about that. I would love to talk to whoever that is because that's just hilarious to me. i tell you what I don't have any questions about, and that is who is going to win New York State Senate. That's Tom for 52.com, T-O-M-F-O-R-5-2.com. That's T-O-M-F-O-R-5-2 dot com. That's T-O-M-F-O-R-5-2 dot Com, Thomas Daniel Queter, there's no quit in that man right there, Thomas Daniel Queter. And now is our time for 
our anchor wheel in moment where I wheel in your calls like Thomas Queter is going to wheel into the New York State Senate for the 52nd District of New York. His handicap, very. I've met him in person. I rode on the back of his electric wheelchair. So, thank you, Thomas Daniel Queter, for sponsoring the show. You will win, my friend, and I love you. You are a really good friend. First up, John, uh, Justin Lumnis. Yes, this is uh, Mr. Just Because on YouTube and at Jay Lomnis on Facebook, at Jay Lomnis on Instagram, a.k.a. the Lunatic Libertarian, uh, United States Navy veteran, master diesel technician, and also welder. Uh, Cajun, want to know with the recent episode from Muddy Waters with uh, Spike and our quote-unquote governor for Cal uh, New York, Mr. Sharp, um, how do we address years and years and years of backroom deals? We love to change policy. How do we address these years and years of backroom deals? <laughs> that was excellent, Justin. Uh, great, great plug there. Lots of plugs for all of the socials for Justin. How do we address the back door deals? Well, first of all, you got to get out the uh, this the, what Donald Trump liked to call the swamp, which he had no intentions of ever getting out. Number one, because he didn't even know what the swamp was. Number two, that what that's not possible from top down. If you want to drain the swamp, you have to do it bottom up. And so that's where you have to start. If we're going to close backdoor deals off permanently, you have to do it bottom up. You can't do it top down. There's no draining the swamp from the president. A ridiculous, just a, a sales pitch that was never realistic, ever. Anyway, drain the swamp. That's how you do that. You get bottom up. And you vote out people on your school boards. You vote out people on your city councils. You vote out people in your parishes, your counties, your boroughs. And you vote them out. And you walk the net and you talk to people. That's how. You got to start bottom up your, your, your dog catcher. You know? That's how you get rid of that. Great, great question, Justin. I hope I did it. Uh, Hope I justified it. Very generic answer, but I always I always default to that because we have this sort of, and I'm so guilty of it too. This this mindset of we got to handle it top down. That's an impossible feat. We have to handle it bottom up. We have to handle it on the most local level possible. And as we secure our local community, then we keep moving forward. And, and that's what we're doing. That's why you see all these libertarians run for office, uh, county. City council, uh, school board, mayor, governors, house of representatives, state house of whatever state they're in, Congress, uh, from top, from bottom up. Sorry. That's how we work that. All right. We got one from Michelle Goodwin. Michelle. Hey, Cajun. This is Michelle up in Alaska uh, for a wheel and moment of real feels um brandon brown was the winner in the xfinity series 
he is um, amazing. He has built his car with his dad. They are a cell phone company um, team. And they started with just one car. I think they have two now, but um, that one car had to make it. So there you go. It, amazing story. That is an absolutely amazing story, Michelle. I had no idea, honestly, none. That's incredible. Thank you. Uh, that absolutely makes me, I don't know, kind of sad, but also uh, obviously very, very happy for him. But again, as somebody who's played sports their entire life and um, played sports at a very high level for a very long time, I, I felt the man's pain while the crowd was um, doing their thing while he was trying to enjoy his victory speech. That that this very special moment again. Um, love what they were doing. Don't love the timing, right? I wouldn't advocate for it. I wouldn't participate in it because I would want to support Mr. Brandon, who's obviously fantastic. Thank you, Michelle. That's awesome. However, I do love the sentiment of what the crowd was doing in that moment. So I'm very torn, but um, at my core, at my base, I, I wish they would not have done that. There's a better time to do that. Um, not while the man's giving his victory speech, especially hearing that story. Come on now. We got to do better than that. It's a drunk, drunk folk at a, uh, <laughs> at a racing car event. What do you expect? Patricia Marie. If I wasn't on a watch list, I am now. Yep. Well, no question. So, <laughs> I just got another anchor call-in moment. Let me, uh, I guess I need to do that because the last two segments are are pretty thick. Where are we at? We're at 35 minutes. We're perfect. We're going to end right in an hour. I thought I wouldn't have so many notes. These last two segments are, are by far the most important to me, and I want to get out. So let's find... This last anger call-in moment? Nope, maybe it was a uh, it was a late email or something. You'll correct me in the comments if uh, if somebody has done another one. Door to door. Yep. Love Larry Sharp. Yep, had him on the show. Talker. <laughs> New Yorker. Yep. Larry Sharp is is absolutely excellent. Defythepower.com. I'm drinking straw uh sugar-free strawberry soda. Usually it's Powerade Zero or some variation of sugar-free something. With that being said, thank you to Dan Taxation and Steph Berman for doing his thing for diabetics down at the southern border. I won't say the rest of it. Most of y'all already know. Thank you, Dan. Incredible. Thank you for what you're doing for diabetics, man. It's a, one of the most amazing stories I've ever heard. Go check him out. Dan Taxation is Theft Berman. Absolutely brilliant, by the way. Absolutely brilliant. All right. So. Last night, I made an anchor call-in moment to Muddied Waters of Freedom. On Muddy Waters Media. Go check them out. I am a part of that crew. 
Cajun Eskimo on Fridays. Most of y'all know that. I made an anchor call in last night talking about a certain thing that I heard about, read about, can't go into in great detail, but I can let you, I, yeah, I could put enough out there to, uh, to skim the surface. But let's listen to, to the anchor call in moment from last night first. One from the Cajun Libertarian. Personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law anchor calling moment. Caller, calling. My bad. Here's one from the Cajun Libertarian. Hey, Matt and Spike, Cajun Libertarian here. Your favorite personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law anchor calling moment. Caller, calling on the muddied waters of freedom. My second favorite podcast. Only next to the Cajun Libertarian Live. You should go check it out. I know that guy. Pretty cool. Anyway, public service announcement. If you are a parent that is afraid of attending your school board meeting in fear of being on a government or FBI watch list, have no fear. You can employ me to speak on your behalf against government mandates, including, but not limited to, mask mandates for children and vaccine mandates for children i will gladly do this for you you don't even have to pay me just pay for my travel lodging and food and i will gladly come to your town and speak at your school board meeting considering i'm already a part of about a dozen government watch lists already thank you very much the cajun libertarian signing off muddy waters of freedom yay yay wow, that's a good, that was a beautiful that might be the best sign off we've ever had um <laughs> Now, the only thing I want you to take away from that entire clip was that Spike said that that was the best sign-off. He said that might be. But that was the best sign-off of Muddy Waters of Freedom that he's ever heard. I'm just messing with you. It's not a, uh, Spike and I have been grocery shopping together. I, I, I feel like once that you, you go grocery shopping with another grown man, you, you've broken some barriers there. So there's no reason to... Uh, to gloat like that. That is not the reason that I wanted to play that clip. You heard it. So let's dive off into it. I don't know how much everybody's aware of what's going on, but this happened. And I can tell you right now, I can point to specific situations where this is real. And I can tell you exactly why it's going on. All right. <clears throat> and so, Reuters, you can go check this out, Reuters. U.S. Justice Department defends efforts to step up monitoring threats to school boards. Literally, they agreed for the federal investigation. FBI, Federal Bureau of Investigation, the Homeland Security, the U.S. Justice Department agreed in efforts to step up monitoring threats to school boards. Now, my anchor call and moment stands. If you don't want to be put on a government watch list, reach out to me. Pay for me to get up there. Pay for me to stay. I will gladly speak at your school board against mass mandates, vaccine mandates, or the likes of, or whatever else that I agree with. I want to see this. Elizabeth. A lady was suspended from her job when a superintendent emailed the bank she worked at because of a not nasty comment she had on Facebook about a school board member. Yep. I like that. 
Federal Bureau of Intrusion. Facts. All right. So, Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco. On Tuesday, defended a new initiative to combat a rise in threats and harassment targeting public school boards and teachers across the country after Republican lawmakers accused the Justice Department of trying to stifle parents' free speech. Those Republican lawmakers are right. They are absolutely 100% factual. That is why they're doing this. There's no threat. There's no real, like, landslide threat against teachers or school board meetings. This is teachers going and speaking out at their school board meetings against what's going on. And because this type of ideology cannot win in the battlefield of ideas, it has to infuse force. There's no way around it. You cannot, it can't win in the realm of ideas. That argument is not fit. They have to do it through coercion and through force. So that's why you're seeing this happen. And that's the only reason. Because they want to stifle dissenting opinion. On Monday night, Attorney General Merrick Garland issued a new memo directing the FBI and federal prosecutors to meet with local and state police within 30 days to discuss strategies for addressing the disturbing trend of threats facing America's public educators. That's such a lie. That's so false. That's so false. It's ridiculous. This is, again, using fear because that's what tyrants do. Crisis is the rally cry of the tyrant. Tyrant. James Madison. While spirited debate about policy matters and is protected under our Constitution, that protection does not extend to threats of violence or efforts to intimidate individuals based on their views. Attorney General Garland wrote. That's so far and few between. It's... They're weaponizing everything against us. This is all against us. We the people. Too many people stood up at school board meetings and the teachers union said, can't have that. Can't keep having these people go viral and telling us what to do. So they literally went to the FBI and the Justice Department has agreed. This is ridiculous. Under no circumstances should this be legal or allowed. The memo comes as school boards across the country, including in nearby Loudoun County, Virginia, have seen a rise in protests and violent rhetoric by fueled by right-wing media. I'll tell you right now, this from this article, and you notice they don't drop any names, I know exactly who they're talking about because I heard the story on it. They're talking about Matt Walsh from the Daily Wire. Who I got the story from? And lo and behold, I come across here. Uh, he's, 
he's a douchebag and, and I can't stand a lot of what he says, but he's pretty funny at times and he's a good troll. Uh, the Loudoun County School Board actually changed the rules when they found out that he was going to show up at the event and made it to where you couldn't even speak at the event unless you were a resident of Loudoun County and somebody reached out and leased him a house, I'm sure for free for a weekend. And he became a resident and went and spoke at it. That's what that is about. Now I like a lot of what Matt does for kids and in, in schools and stuff like that, especially when it comes to, to mass and vaccine mandates, because he is spot on on that one. But that's exactly what this is. This is, they don't like dissenting opinions, period. Politics makes strange bedfellows. At the same time, schools have also been caught in the crosshairs of an ongoing national debate over whether students be required to wear masks to protect against the spread of coronavirus. Now, the only speech I've ever heard from Matt at a school board was about masks. But <clears throat> that, I, I'm not sure what the rest of it is saying while it's saying at the same time. I don't know what they're talking about there. Um, this is the thing for me. Masks and vaccine mandates for kids. Utterly freaking stupid. On all fronts. Ridiculous. So, yes, of course. And a lot of people are looking. This this information, you don't have to be a doctor. You you every, This is public information. You can get the math. It's not that hard. It's easy. And none of the studies show that masks or anything else should be absolutely prudent into preventing coronavirus for children. None of it. Because they're fine. Literally. Under the age of 18, same chance of getting struck by lightning. Let them get it and go on or whatever. But mandating this stuff is completely absurd and antithetical to all science. And I'll keep saying it. Republican Senator Josh, or I'm sorry, Joseph McCart McCarthy, who stoked Cold War, Cold War era fears in the 1950s by alleging that communists had infiltrated the U.S. government, military, and film industry. Man, you're way late. Jo Joseph McCarthy, whoever that is. Way late. You're way behind, dude. And y'all have been part of the problem. Stop acting like this is a surprise to you. Y'all been working hand in hand with this. Anyway, employ me. Let me know. Hit me up. You want me to come to the school board? I absolutely will. I would love to. That would be fantastic. All right, to the last segment that we have as we are at 48 minutes. Thank y'all so much for being here. I love y'all very, very much. And of course, we're going to go into my main most passionate hot topic because the fact is, is that I've never seen any other type of fear outside of 9-11 be used to push. I'm talking about me personally in my life, right? I understand there's probably more. I'm saying me personally, 38 years old. Other than 9-11, be pushed for something to, to for something to be used to, to push government control as much as it has. And that's the, um, yeah. The Rona. So, even if... Nope, sorry, let me go back. 
This, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control, the CDC, and Prevention released recommendations Saturday for the upcoming holiday season, including the idea of using a window fan to keep air at an indoor party as fresh as possible. The agency released its guidance on upcoming celebrations, including gathering outdoors and staying six feet apart. Even if the worst of the summer's pandemic wave might have passed, the CDC would much rather Americans not gather indoors with loved ones or visitors this winter. Why? Why? Football stadiums. Emmys. And I'm not against any of it. They should all go, go, do, go do your thing. You're fine. Go do it. I'm just pointing it out. So you at your home are advised not to spend time with your family during the holidays. Football games, Emmys, uh, New York City galas with the most hypocritical text, the rich garbage dress I've ever seen with a $30,000 plate, Barack Obama birthday parties, Gavin Newsom at the dinners. Nancy Pelosi getting her haircut. Chicago getting her haircut. Cuomo killing everybody, right? Holcomb shutting his whole state down. DeWine doing the same thing. Crushing. Crushing people. While they're all going out doing what the they want. But here we are, almost two years into this, and you shouldn't go gather with your family. Well, you got the Emmys, the, 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 all of the actors and actresses or whatever you call them jokes anymore. Walk around with no masks on, but all of the server staff have to wear it. All of the people actually working the event have to wear masks, but not <laughs> the stars. That should tell you everything. This is over with. That's it. It's over. Stop. Can't get off too far. Sorry. Those who have to venture to events should be vaccinated, the CDC says. Unless you're in the White House going to the Emmys or however many other really elite sectors there are that are not required to be vaccinated. But everybody else will be. Oh, not required to wear a mask, but you are. So is your asthmatic two-year-old child, by the way. And they should wear masks in communities with high rates of COVID-19 spread or when the vaccination status of others is un unknown, even if parties are outdoors. The CDC says this is over. There is no trust in them at all anymore. It's gone. We already know the statistics on being outside. We've known it for a year. We have all of the data and research and closed group study we need for mass. Go find it. The necessity for mandates doesn't exist. It doesn't at all. Nor does the recently mandated thing at all.
But still, in 2021 of October, they're saying you shouldn't gather with your family during the holidays. And you shouldn't, if you do, make sure everyone's vaxxed and make sure everyone's outside and wearing a mask. Incredible. Incredible. The, this is the problem. It's not what they're saying. It's that after 18 months, there are still enough idiots in this country that validate their thought process. That give them the idea to think, yeah, we can keep saying it. There's a lot of people still on our side. That's the problem. That's the problem. The arrogance and audacity that they have to continue Continue to have this opinion and vomit it out with antithetical scientific lies and rhetoric that is strictly political. Probably shouldn't have said that last paragraph. Whatever. Even if parties are outdoors, says the CDC, you got to get them out of here. Nobody believes you anymore. All right, let's play a clip from over the weekend of your favorite. But we can gather for Christmas or it's just too soon to tell? You know, Margaret, we, it's just too soon to tell. We've just got to concentrating on continuing to get those numbers down and not try yeah. to jump ahead by weeks or months and say what we're going to do at a particular time. Let's focus like a laser on continuing to get those those cases down and we can do it by people getting vaccinated and also in the situation where boosters are appropriate to get people boosted because we know that they can help greatly in diminishing infection and in diminishing advanced disease the kinds right. of data that are now accumulating in real time the president announced nearly <sighs> the dude is still saying the same thing we don't know. Yes, you do. We've known. Stop it. Go. Live life. Stop worrying. If you want to get vaccinated, there's a vaccine that seems to be working pretty well. A couple of them. It may not have the greatest lifespan, but you have access to it. For everybody else, your chance, your, your risk. We're done. We're done. It's just too soon to tell if you can gather with your family at Christmas while they run roughshod over all of your freedoms, attending everything they possibly want to, unmask, catch them on camera, putting all gathered in together and then put masks before they go out on a press conference. This is a joke. We all know what this has become. There's only one way out of this. One. Mass non-compliance. Period. Stop. Complying. Walk wherever you want without a mask. And bite back or whatever response you feel is appropriate in that moment. I always give a deal. I don't I don't ever have to worry about it. I haven't worn a mask since January of 2020. No, I'm sorry, 2021. 
I haven't worn a mask since January. Unless I'm doing something harmful to my health, which I do every day, pest control. So I do have to wear a mask. Forget the statistics on masks. If you really actually cared about saving gram grams, you'd spend the $75 on a respirator that actually mitigated the spread of viral transmission. Go look up the studies on the other ones. I'm not going to say it. It's ridiculous. Nonsense. Stop being selfish. Go spend the $75 on a respirator with your own money, COVID idiots. So, Fauci, just play the clip. We have the receipts. He says, we don't know. Too soon to tell if you can gather at home with your, your family for Christmas. Just pack the football stadium out. That's fine. Go to the Emmys. That'll work. $30,000 ticket gala event. That's fine, too. But not your family. No. Answer. Go to all of them with no mask in this or we're going to be Australia. This is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Thank you for reminding me, uh, Elizabeth. I'm really excited to watch the Fauci propaganda on Disney. Yes, if you didn't know, um, you have to throw up in your mouth a little bit like I did. Maybe not as much because I actually had to listen to it. There will be a documentary on Anthony Fauci. This is incredible. <clears throat> Why is this guy on TV more than most people that run TV? Aren't you supposed to be going and doing virology stuff? Immunology things? Science? Go to that first, Fauci. Start there. We should start with the science. We have all the factors and the data for the immunologists. We just don't know if you can go to your family for Christmas. It's too early to tell. Shut up. Kick rocks. Didn't know that was coming. Yes, kick rocks. Shut your mouth. This guy loves being the center of attention, even though he's a complete communist dictator and disgusting bureaucrat. And I've no, I'm sure most I've known it since April of 2020. That's another reason to talk to me about draining the swamp. He should have been. I thought he was going to be fired the first weekend after he got off stage that I ever saw him. Oh my god, that dude's fired now. Now he's still there. Draining the swamp. What a joke. I love the impersonation. Thank you. I'm trying. I've been working on it for about three weeks. I got to keep trying. He's a prophet to them. Yes, he is. He is literally a messianic figure to COVIDians. Even though he's been wrong every time. <laughs> oh, sorry. He's always wrong. And he, and he admitted, admitting to lie. He admits to lying to you. Calm down. 
Mass non-compliance has been going on since the beginning, unless you live in a large city. Yes, there has been mass non-compliance, but we need way, way, way more of it. Way more of it. So, Fauci says we don't know what we can do for Christmas while they can go do whatever the they want, right? All right. Now, when there was so much blowback on that, um, hold on. In like 24 hours, there was so much blowback. Thank God. Thank God. More blowback. All of the blowback. Do it. All of it. His response is embarrassingly offensive. Offensive to the de degradation of your intellect. Quite literally. As if we don't have the receipts of what you said. He has the audacity to say. We took it out of context. And with malicious intent, he says it. I'm talking about him towards the people that listened to the damn audio clip and interview and said, what the are you talking about? That's who he's talking to right here. I also said something over the weekend that was taken completely out of context. No, it wasn't. I was asked, what could we predict for this winter, for like December and Christmas? Yeah, I mean, I say you hold off on that. That's not what you said. I said, we don't know because we've seen slopes that went down and then came back up. The best way to assure that we'll be in good shape as we get into the winter, we get, we would be to get more vaccinated, more people vaccinated. That was misinterpreted as fam as my saying, we can't spend Christmas with our families, which is absolutely not the case. I'll be spending Christmas with my family. I encourage people, particularly the vaccinated people who are protected, to have a good, normal Christmas with your family. But it's just the way all of the information just goes around. You say something, talking about a landmark of a time, and it gets misinterpreted as if you're saying you can't spend time with Christmas, which is nonsense. Here are the receipts. Is Christmas fine? It's too early to tell. Gets confronted. I encourage people to go spend time with their families in Christmas. No, you didn't say that. You literally put it as ambiguous as possible through 18 months of this same propaganda rhetoric of we don't know after 14 weeks to flatten the curve. Yes, that's what you said. Don't blame us for you being a tyrant. Don't try to degrade my intellect and interpretation for your excuse of wanting to be a disgusting human being. After 18 months of this same stuff, we know what you're saying. And that's what you're saying, that people can't spend family, can't spend Christmas with their families. Because that's what you've been saying. And you always proceeded with that. So don't tell me you were encouraging people to go spend time with their families. You weren't. You were telling people they can't. Same note. Back to unwarranted and blatant censorship of all truth that doesn't fit the narrative. It doesn't the, the truth doesn't matter to them anymore. All that matters is whatever the narrative is. All of it. 
Critics are slamming Twitter after the social media company fact-checked an obituary of a young mother that attributed her death to a rare blood disorder induced by the coronavirus. Yeah. Medical report, pretty sure that's what it says. That's what happened. Jessica Berg Wilson, an exceptionally healthy and vibrant young 37-year-old mother with no underlying health conditions, passed away from COVID vaccine-induced thrombotic thrombocytopenia or something like that. Sorry, I did not read that prior to reading it just now. She did not want to be vaccinated. The obituary is misleading, says Twitter. We are not afraid to follow the truth wherever it may lead. Yes, you are. You're not afraid. You just bury it intentionally. It's not about you being afraid. Get bent. Big tech, kick rocks. Not afraid to follow the truth wherever it may lead. Unless, of course, it contradicts with Dr. Fauci, the lord and savior of all these covidiots, or the enlightened government and tech overlords say you must do for your health care. Texas Representative Chip Roy tweeted in response. Well, thank you, Chip. The obituary goes on to say that the mother of two girls ages five and three was vehemently vehemently opposed to taking the vaccine as she was healthy, young, and not at risk of serious illness. Facts. She was not. During the last weeks of her life, however, the world turned dark with heavy-handed vaccine mandates. Local and state governments were determined to strip away her right to consult her wisdom and enjoy her freedom, the obituary reads, adding that her freedom to choose was stripped away. Her passion to be actively involved in her children's education, which included being a room mom, was, once again, <coughs> excuse me, blocked by government mandates. Ultimately, those who closed doors and separated mothers from their children prevailed. It cost Jessica her life. The obituary continued. The tweet can no longer be replied to or shared or liked. All that matters is the narrative, not the truth. Doesn't matter anymore. All that matters is the narrative. That's clear. When you have big tech censoring an obituary that was telling the truth. And that's all they said. The truth. Still censored. Because we are bowing down to tyrants. That's why. I know that most of the people that are watching this show are on the same wavelength and even greater wavelengths than me. I understand that fully. But these last few episodes that I've done have reached so many people. It's been incredible. They've been some of the most popular shows that I've ever done. And so I'll say it as I have. Well, they are literally the most popular shows I've ever done. Most viewed. And I say it on almost all of them. If I don't, I'll keep saying it. There is someone who's going to watch this that isn't in our group think. And they're going to read your comments and they're going to listen to this commentary for however long this is allowed to stay up. Probably not much longer. We will do it as long as possible. That's what she said. Um, shouldn't have made a joke there. I was making a serious comment. Find, as we as we approach our end towards 
more than likely what is basically free speech on the internet as we know it. I mean, um, the fact that this lady's in Congress as a whistleblower is absolutely ridiculous. She's not a whistleblower. It's absurd. She said nothing. Nothing. She just advocated for fascism. Literal fascism. I don't expect things to get a whole lot better. So as, as we exploit these uh, media outlets as, as much as we can, while also being very vocal, being very vocal about how we can maintain these outlets and what we need to do to open up our our voice on this outlet, while at the same time being, being very, very, very careful in what we say, as I have not done tonight. Do what I say, not what I, not what I preach. Um, I, I really wanted to try to stay within the confines of, of that those parameters. I probably overstepped them a couple of times. So be be more careful than I was tonight. Be more careful. Um, but let's exploit. We need to exploit these. We have. There's so much to be gained while there's time left to be gained. While we are doing that. We can also be building alliances with like-minded individuals and, and be fleshing out other apps and dragging uh, all of the people that we can out of this while using it. I am going to be here. I've, I have almost 30,000 followers on Big Tech. I'm not leaving Big Tech because I still have a voice here. Y'all still have a voice for here. Uh, you know, many people see your comments on just my page. Look at all the comments that are on Spikes, who's got way more loud, intelligent, brilliant voice. Look at the reach he has. Utilize the reach. Utilize the reach. Utilize the platform as best as we can. Drive the algorithms. And when there's our opportunity, let's flesh out other tech companies and media sources because effectively or i'm sorry essentially what's going on right now is i i think that the progressive movement of our country is trying to put another stranglehold back on our media which is kind of what they used to have with like cable and late night and definitely now late all, all of the cable stuff is way out there you hear you're no dissenting opinion no real dissenting opinions on those outlets anymore and so we have to demand that we be loud, especially with stuff like this. We need this opportunity. Like I said, the, the, this lady, obituary, censored. But more importantly, the reason that that stuff is coming down is from people like Fauci who's saying this stuff and then literally just acting like he never said it like there's some sort of safe haven after you literally tell us for 18 months certain things and then expect to that will that's what would, you wouldn't even hear that right that's the thing all you would hear would, would be the back-to-back -back fauci speeches you wouldn't even have the second one because nobody would would question the first one censored or redacted good question We need more fire and more gas today, right now, than we've ever needed. 
especially in my lifetime, but probably ever. Probably ever. Don't forget the all of the feels segments. I hate to always bring just negativity, but I told you before, I'll, I'll keep saying this as well. It's one of, one of the things that I've been gifted with spiritually, and that's being a watchman on the wall. Uh, I'm saying a lot of stuff that y'all already know because I believe that our community is kind of gifted with that same thing. That's being watchman on the wall. That's being able to see what's coming down the pipe. And we cannot let this slide. If we continue to, to, to be complacent, we're all going to rot. We're all going to fall. And the whole, the whole, whole country looks abysmal right now. Never seen anything like it. Never seen my Walmart empty. I've just people getting thousands of healthcare workers and students, or I'm sorry, and teachers and people getting fired over this. Not to mention what's coming down the pipe economically. Incredible. So be smart, be safe, be strong. Be sharp. Be the voice. You are the power. Not to be cliche, but I really mean that because when I heard it from Spike, I believed it. Because I believe in all of y'all. I have very little belief in myself. That's why I sit here and do this. Right? So that I can I can inspire others to be the thing that I, I don't have the confidence to go be. That makes sense. At times, sometimes I do feel like I'm making a big difference. But again, it all comes back to y'all. I'd never, ever, ever, ever even be here or do this if it wasn't for y'all. I will leave you absolutely with that. We have the Nards. Good show, sweetie. Thank you, Mom. Elizabeth, hashtag, we have the Nards. Do it. Do the thing. Do the thing that requires the Nards, and let's start tomorrow. Me first. I love y'all very, very, very much. I swear I say it all the time. I'm sorry about Monday. I'm sorry about the tech difficulties that are going on now. I'll figure them out. It's um, it's one of those things, right? So I love you very much. I will see you Friday night. Most like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to take tomorrow off again. Well, I'm always off on Thursday, but I missed Monday and I hate missing days because then I had to try to freaking cram all of this content into one day and I didn't want to miss it. And I don't feel like I got it out there well, but I'll see you Friday. Cajun and Eskimo show from Bayou's to Igloos, 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time on Muddied Waters Media exclusive. And then we'll share it after. So if you want to be in there live and get in the comment section, get in the comment section on Muddy Waters Media. That's the only way to do it. Tomorrow night, you'll have Matt Wright, the writer's block on Muddy Waters Media. He'll announce his, he might have already announced his guest. I'm not sure who it'll be. And then I'll, uh, because I'm, it's my show here and I'm not on Muddy Waters Media, I will pitch not a li real libertarian broadcast, podcast, bootleg libertarian, Chris Darnell, not a real libertarian podcast, not a real libertarian news network. Whatever he's calling it today, it's good. Go watch it. He is a good friend of mine. And a great dude. I have a feeling we're going to be going door, door to door from Bayou to Tundra's Lambeau Field, Wisconsin, to 
the Superdome, Houdat Stadium in down south. Yes, I have a feeling I am going to be traveling. Oh, I already know I'm going to be traveling a lot here for the Libertarian stuff, but uh, I got a feeling I'm going to be doing some traveling for some of these school board meetings and rallies and protests. So if you have them, let me know. Let's figure out how we can get people there. And let's do this thing. Let's do it. Each and every town, each and every city. Let's make it happen. I love you very much. See you Sunday night, same Cajun time on the Muddied Cajun channel. And I'm out.